Hi everyone, this is Chanel. I'm Anne-Marie Gaidosh. And welcome to Sweet 15. Jade Zaroff is an award-winning creative producer, actress, and the founder for Entertainment for Change, a nonprofit organization that encourages emerging and established artists to develop work related to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. She also currently works as a voiceover artist for iHeartMedia. Jade and I first met through a youth platform called The, the Conversationalist, and I quickly became inspired by her energy and her work ethic. But in honor of February, the highly marketed month of love, today we are here to talk about Jade and her love life. Jade, welcome to Sweet 15. Thank you for having me, Sweet 15. <laughs> Happy February. Happy February. Oh my goodness. We're already like going into like the second, the second month of 2024. No, it's so crazy. I know. Day, I was like, wow, the time really flies. Like we're basically two months into the year, two out of 12. We're six of the way through the year. Six of the way. It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, My grandma used to, always, I mean, it's not now I'm, I feel bad. It's like not even that big of a deal, but she used to give <laughs> me um, like, life after college is going to totally speed up so much and I was always like um nah like grandma and she was always like yeah it will and then it did she was oh like, my god yeah my mom used to say the exact same thing and I felt the same way and I think this is the first year where I'm finally like oh my god like it does really go so fast yeah no, no. No one told me this before. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. And but I, I feel it for sure. I just never thought of like what life would be after college. So I feel like, I don't know. I, I thought it was just going to be like work, sleep, work, sleep. Like just like the rat race of it all. But it, it's fine. I kind of like it. <laughs> kind of like it. <laughs> I like it. Is that too bad? Aww. But also, Jade, tell us a little bit about yourself other than like, the introduction Amory gave what more like should the people know about you what more should the people know um well um I love popcorn and seaweed snacks that's like my go-to <sighs> snack um I love a diner a good diner um I love to like keep creativity in my life which kind of is uh, reflective of what I try to do at the nonprofit, just in terms mm -hmm. of what I'm promoting to young people. But in my own life, like never painted, but I'll pick up a paintbrush just because I'm like, this seems like a really fun activity today. Um, mm -hmm. or I'll, or I'll record, I record meditations, which I started during COVID, which was like my passion project, which is kind of what allowed me to start a brand new trajectory for voiceover. Um, and I'm definitely a very kind of organized, chaotic person and very spontaneous. Okay. I love mm -hmm. to have fun. So I think valuable, valuable information for the viewers out there, for the viewers <laughs> out there, besides the popcorn fact. No. Um, I, I definitely think that like being creative, both in yeah. like work and in my personal life is one of the most important things to me. Um, yeah. The spontaneity of it is uh, can be maybe troublesome, but like mm -hmm. impulsivity. But overall, it's really been a valuable um, trait, I guess, of mine. Yeah. 
Oh, that's amazing. And I have to say the popcorn and seaweed thing is important because I'm trying to find like a new healthy snack. And I feel like popcorn and seaweed, like this is perfect. Like it's probably I'm gonna I'm gonna steal this. This is probably my new yeah, snack. Yeah. <laughs> Stealing it. So is it like popcorn and then you put seaweed in it? Like what or you're eating yeah. popcorn and seaweed together? That's a brilliant question. Um, no, I put it in together. Although I have before and was like shunned by my brother. Like, what are you doing? So I wouldn't necessarily be like an advocate for it, especially if you snack is snacks is like a new thing for you. I wouldn't like jump the gun and put them okay. in popcorn. But um, I popcorn with truffle oil and nutritional yeast. Or just truffle truffle oil if nutritional yeast freaks you out. Or um, or just like a good old seaweed snack. Buy it now. They sell it. So I've been eating them since I was little. But they're like you can yeah. buy them in the store. Wow. Okay, perfect. It's on my grocery list. It's on my grocery list. Crossover. <laughs> I didn't know I needed to know about. That's exactly. Crazy. Your daily yeah. inspiration. There you go. <laughs> and as we'll be talking about love, um, we kind of also wanted to ask you, like, what is your love language and what is your attachment style? Hmm. Okay. Love. Um, giving or receiving for love language. Or... We could do both. Ooh, we could she do both. Knows her love languages. Yes. <laughs> I I've been thinking about. Well, we we will talk. But my nonprofit, we have love language as part of our curriculum to teach teenagers. Oh, I so love language is something that I'm like. We we have a whole chapter on like leadership and how that yeah. is part of love. Um, but um my and then my last question before I answer your question um attachment style I'm like familiar with but mm -hmm. it's specific ones I'm supposed to choose from or should I be like I don't just <laughs> generally speaking here's my here's my opinion on the matter I think the yeah so the ones that yeah. I I'm do you want to go do you want to take this one on yeah sure I mean there's I believe there's three and a half okay. I don't know if the half one counts, but <laughs> there's like secure, anxious, avoidant. And there's also like anxious avoidant or fearful avoidant, which is like a combination of the two. But if you feel like you're not too familiar with them, you could also just give your opinion on the matter. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Um, um, I am uh, a gift giver in my mm -hmm. love. I'm like a big like like what are specific things about you and how can I like bring that world into your life in a creative way kind of like goes off of what I was just talking about I love to like be really creative so the time I spent thinking about like what kind of gift to give someone is mm -hmm. how I really share love um and but I'm also like a very affectionate person in general I just think that like it happens in different ways like in sporadic mm -hmm. ways with all the other love language mm -hmm. um and then the way that I receive is probably um probably quality time I think that I like really appreciate when I know someone is actually like mm -hmm. paying attention to me and not because I need the attention but just yeah. so I can feel like they care and like they actually, because mm -hmm. it's like we're such imperfection, imperfect people all of the yeah. time that when someone really cares about you, they spend the time to be like, what is, what's going on today? Like how, mm -hmm. how are you today? What's happening? Um, 
versus like this is their idea of you and now they're experiencing you just to like get you checked off of a list yeah oh yeah um and then I think my attachment style is um <laughs> I'm feeling like you know how you wake up on a Sunday morning and you're like a little goofy I'm like you're getting me <laughs> um, and then my attachment style I think is um I think that I I think that I am probably in the avoidant world. Yeah. Um, I find that like my independence means a lot to me. And so I probably notice the most of myself like wanting space. Jay Shetty has like three that are like kind of similar, but it's like mm -hmm. how do you fight and you're like the venter, the um the hider or the exploder and yeah. I am the hider in those three like I really like to just kind of process and be like give my mind some time to just even like have experienced the thing and yeah. time to like process it um so yeah probably like a little bit more on the avoidant side yeah okay I think I think we're the same I was gonna okay. say as you were saying that, I was like that's literally Chanel so. yeah yeah I'll hide as well and if you don't give me the time to hide I will explode mm, okay <laughs> that makes sense I feel like a hider could very quickly become an exploder yeah I mean hide yeah like the exploder is like where your emotions need to be heard or seen or like like right away like that kind of and I yeah. tend to need the like separating myself and then I think I'm more defensive but I'm not necessarily like like ah yeah chill <laughs> and I wanted to ask uh, yeah. what is your favorite gift that you've given since you're so into to sharing gifts and doing things in a creative way wow I think my favorite gift that I've given is my brother um is two and a half years younger than me and uh when he turned 21 I gave him 21 gifts from our childhood so like all oh. of the kind of like 90s toys that we used to play with when we were growing yeah. up um or like all of our favorite candies and stuff he opened it and I definitely felt like with no ego I was like this is like the best gift ever <laughs> like can't we for him to tell all of his friends that his older sister is the most incredible person in his life. And he was like, okay, cool. Like he was pretty like chill about it to this, to this yeah. day. Like that was a really nice gift, but that was my, that was my favorite gift to like put together and give him. Cause every, it was like 21 days of Hanukkah. Like it just kept going. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> like that is so thoughtful. I think that's the thing about gift giving. It's not just about like getting a present, but it's like the thought you put into it that makes it the, the love language. Yeah, 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 totally. It's like two hours online. It's like, it's like putting two hours into a work day. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's a whole process. Oh. It's funny. My little sister, her love language is gift, is like gift giving and also receiving. Mm -hmm. And I, I hate, I hate giving gifts. I hate mm -hmm. giving gifts. It makes me so uncomfortable. And so I have to really learn that love language and learn how to be a good gift giver to kind of like reach her in that way and I feel like finally recently I think I, I've, I've learned I've learned how to give a good gift I feel like there's just so much thought that goes into it and it makes me so uncomfortable mm -hmm. no I I've I've thought about like becoming a wedding planner for gift giving like I'm like should I like give 
but I don't even, I'm like, that That was like a bedtime thought. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> and now it's the morning and it's a morning thought. So maybe it's going to be a future. Now it's a morning reflection. <laughs> I'm definitely back. <laughs> and of course, we'll jump into like your relationship and your partner and everything. But do you, do you feel like your partner has the, rep- the repertoriety, what's the word? Like, um, has the, yeah, yeah, of, like, the love language, so, like, whatever you love, you love giving, they love accepting, or have you had to, like, learn how to, like, kind of, I don't know, change how you give love, depending on how they want to receive it? I think that I was very, like, I'm very, in my nature, sensitive, mm-hmm. so I will, uh, just as like much as I appreciate having quality time, I find it really important to like give that quality time to people. Mm. To me, like quality time, as I said before, in how I receive it the most effectively, I like my mom always taught me growing up, like treat others the way you want to be treated. So I think organically mm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to give people quality time. And in giving people quality time, you learn a lot about someone. So mm-hmm. speak for myself because I can't speak for my boyfriend, but like the thing that I love about him is he's just as sensitive and he's just and too mm-hmm. like like observing and then like and then like if he doesn't act in a way that's perfect which is not yeah. the application I feel fine to say like this is kind of what I'm experiencing but ultimately it's all okay because I know that he cares enough to change if I need that um yeah. we're not change no expectation for anyone to change but just like alter mm-hmm. and um, I don't think that I like I I I think that my boyfriend's um he receives uh like physical touch and more like affirmations mm-hmm. like that side of things. Um, yeah. as I said before, like I'm such a loving person, like I really give love um in such a like big way that I think it's easy for me to like respond to that need. Mm-hmm. It's not really like inaccessible it doesn't feel like because my both my parents as much as um they're divorced and like they're not you know there's a different kind of love there both of my parents are big like like they just give a lot of love and so yeah I'm just I'm easily like here's all my love like if you need it like I'll hug you I'll give you Um, and then for him like yeah quality time is easy for him to give he's 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 a hard worker, but um, there's a lot of like yellow brick roads I can go on and like giving you my like why <laughs> this is because of childhood and da 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 da. But overall, like, yeah, no, we, I think that we it's been a very organic um learning of what we mm-hmm. need. I think uh how I'll end that tangent. Like I think that when you find someone where it's where life is hard, but it starts mm-hmm. out easy, like the foundation is easy then that's for in my opinion that's yeah. finding your person like I think it's really nice when things are easy they shouldn't be life is hard enough they shouldn't be exactly beginning. yeah so we want to know more about your partner how did you guys meet you mentioned you know it was easy in the beginning and that's how you know you found your person so tell us a little bit more about that process how did you how did you meet him how did you meet how did we meet um, so we met on a dating app 
called okay. the Lox Club, L-O-X, like bagels. Okay, I just signed up for this like a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't really? actually like engaged with it yet. <laughs> yeah, sponsor me. No, I'm like a big Lox Club gal. Um, I was in a really long relationship through mm-hmm. high school and college. And I was, it was the classic, like, this is it, my person, like, I've, I'm, I'm basically 50, like, (laughs) and I, then when we broke up, I was like living in New York City, so excited Mm -hmm. to just like meet people. I'm a big, I think, and I say this to my friends all the time, like, if you're, if you shift your perspective and Mm -hmm. The kinds of the feelings that you get when you're like dating app, like, oh, this sucks. Like my perspective was like, I learn, I'm learning so much about myself through this experience. Like I'm learning like when I'm nervous and like Mm. how this person makes me feel like, why are they making me feel that way? And like, why am I responding so defensively right now? Like, it's just Mm. such a cool observation of yourself that um, you're more keen to when you go on a date where you're like, oh, this is it. Like, it's not about that person. It's about how you're experiencing that moment. And like, that's the coolest part, I think, in dating is like that moment when you're really comfortable is probably a person that you want to spend more time with because you're like, this is, I love the way I feel right now. Um, So that, but yes, we met on a date. I'm like, still haven't answered your question. Um, We met on a dating app. Um, my grandma, uh, my grandma, back to my grandma always. Oh, um, grandma. She, I know she really, she, she's got to like have, um, she, like every time I mentioned her, her like ears are buzzing. She said to me after like a couple of years of being on dating apps where I say to her, oh, I met this guy. Da, 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 da. Um, she was like, I saw a article in the New York times about the locks club and it looks really no. nice. And I, I cut it out of the newspaper and I uh, mailed the New York Times article and I just want you to go on and make a profile. And I was like, (gasps) and I was like, I can't Grammy. Like, all right, like (laughs) maybe. And then. And then I was like, you know what? I like want to do everything to make my grandma happy. So I was, yeah. I, loved I was like, okay, whatever, I'll do it. And then, and then it costed money, and I was like, Grammy, like, <laughs> are you paying for this investment? <laughs> are you sponsoring my Locks Club profile? Like, what's going on? And so I, I made a profile, and like, I kid you not, it was one of these things. What I will say, this is a longer conversation that you know good, good thing. This is about love. But, um, right before I met Jordan, who's my partner, um, he, I made, and I said this to him when I met him, I made a list (gasps) of exactly what I wanted. And, and I felt, and this is like what I feel really confident or, um, uh, passionate about. I made a list and I didn't just make a list because I like wanted to be in a relationship. I made a list because like at that point I knew exactly what mattered to me. And it took mm-hmm. me like six years to actually really know like what exactly I wanted in a partner. And it wasn't like, and, and it, they were like really simple things. Like he kept saying, Jordan kept saying like, let me see the list. And I was like, it's nothing crazy. It's just like something that 
it's both like how I feel and like how yeah. I feel and the, and the qualities that just like I know for myself are like really important. Like I, I am a hider. Mm -hmm. so I need someone who's patient. I am mm -hmm. like, uh, I am very sensitive and sometimes I'll cry right before I go to sleep, but I need someone who like has a sense of humor about it because I, yeah. I, I do it so often that like, I don't want it to be a big thing. I'm yeah. like a sensitive person and like sometimes I'm crying and if you're if you make fun of me a little for it like I won't take it personally I actually enjoy that because it lightens the mood like I there are certain yeah. things I know are really so made a list he and then the last part of the story he made a profile on the locks club because his like best friend from middle school told him to similar to my grandma yeah. friend who told him to make a profile was subletting my apartment at the time, like randomly. No. So, mm -hmm, we no. I believe they were in cahoots. I believe. I know. That's what we say. We're like, we were like, yeah, Grammy and Phil, like, what did they do? They just little matchmakers. Little matchmakers. But yeah, and that was, um, we're, we're going to come up on three years in February. No, it's crazy because one of the questions on the list on the interview agenda is yeah. if you made a list. Like that was one of the questions. Mm. And then yeah. as well, I just seen a TikTok, um, and this girl was talking about how she pretty she pretty much like she was talking about like manifesting in some sense, where it's like once she kind of decides exactly what she wants, she'll let go of it. She's like, I know exactly what I want let it go and like the universe whatever does anything to line it up in a way that it comes to you exactly when you need it to and then she said um sometimes like if you don't know exactly what you want at the time that's when it doesn't come because you're like a little bit like wishy-washy about it so the fact that you said you know exactly what you wanted and he's like okay this is it it's like oh, amazing yeah and there's different areas of my life that I still am like, what do I want? And and I'm like, but I want it. And I'm like, yeah. And I remind myself, I'm like, Jade, like, you're like, what are you, what are you even trying to mm -hmm. at that point? And I think it's yeah. like, there was a period of my life where I was like, I really want to be in a relationship again so that I can like, and then I was like, I don't even really say that confidently yet. Like I'm a mm. little bit, I'm a little bit like, I really want to be in a relationship. And I'm like, why do I want to be in a relationship? Like, yeah. why do I really? Cause yeah, no, I mean, yes. I think uh, the letting go part of what you said is really cool because, mm -hmm. because then you know that like, you're not, you're not attached yeah. anything except for what you know to be true which is like this mm -hmm. is the thing that I want and deserve and like it's an easy exactly. feeling to have yeah and I think it's so nice that you said it took you like six years but that's how long it took you to figure out what you actually wanted I think a lot of mm -hmm. people come out of a long-term relationship and they jump right into something new and I feel like you lose that whole process of learning about yourself and so I'm curious how did you figure out what exactly you wanted um Dating in New York City is a big, a big, big lesson. Um, um, uh, kind of like piggybacking off of what I said before of like mm -hmm. really, really giving each date quality time. So like, even if it wasn't the person that I was going to like, <clears throat> like get a second date with or anything, 
Like I really, like even, so even if I went on a date and I was like, this person better text me back after, like, I'm (laughs) in love with this person. Like this person is just like the love of my life, period. Um, probably not true, but it's so cool to be like, I have a crush on this person. Like it's cool. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool to like experience how you feel where like, I would then even if I wasn't like fully conscious, like I wasn't like on a date being like, wow, I really have a crush on this person. Like, like, what do I like about this person? But, but, mm. or, you know, you, you go home at night and you think about it and you're like, why do yeah. I want to um, Instead of giving that person the power, giving mm-hmm. yourself that power and being like, wow, I really like this person. Like, why do I really like this person? Like, why do I mm-hmm. really like this person? Am I like just incredibly attracted to them? Cause like, that's yeah. a reason when people are like, oh yeah, I'm on a date. And like, I kind of think, I think it's like, like they do not have every single human looks different. And that's like the most beautiful part of life. But yeah. like, if you're not attracted to someone, that's mm-hmm. it there's a person for everyone. Like that's okay to admit to yourself that you're not attracted to someone. I don't think it should be this like really intense, like, like, you know, it's, it can be like, I'm attracted or not, but um, that can be enough of a reason to like, like say like, Oh, I want to be attracted to someone on a list, you know, like, um, Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's a lot of like, what do I deserve question marks? And I don't think it should be like, I deserve this, like, this quintessential person that everybody thinks is like the most attractive person, like your attraction can be specific to you. And I think like Mm -hmm. adding that to your list is cool. Um, And then like, uh, I just like qualities in myself that I really love about myself are things I added to the list. I think like my, like I said before, like my sensitivity is something that I feel proud to give to people. So to yeah. receive that from someone else is like something I would love to have. Um, and then I like to laugh. I think like being like, like being able to laugh with someone and then, and then things like, like top thing again, thanks Grammy. But she, my grandma's biggest relationship advice to me my entire life was um, usually it's always about my mom. So I'm glad that this is like <laughs> leaning towards my grandma. Um, just like making sure that they're your best friend. Like even I'm sure like doing a podcast together is something that is like it, you're in a relationship with someone in a consistent way. Like yeah. why, why did you two want to do Not that you're in a romantic relationship, but why did you two want to do That's my girlfriend right there. That's my girlfriend. Yeah, your work wife. <laughs> like why, what made you, how are you able to do a podcast together? Like I think yeah. you should translate that to a relationship in mm-hmm. not you but like people like <laughs> oh I'm in this podcast relationship with someone like what about this relationship works for me and then putting that on your list romantically too mm-hmm. I think that that's like a cool also way to like see the parallels in your life and what works yeah and- I love that especially the part where you say like you love laughing so you wanted someone like with that sense of humor we could laugh together like that just made me feel so warm because sometimes I think we make these lists and these there's this like imaginary person that we have in our head but to also reflect on some of the qualities that you love about yourself and know that like you want to find those beautiful qualities in someone else like yeah so you talked about dating in New York and I feel like New York is one of those cities that it can be quite like difficult to date in 
Mm -hmm. so I kind of want to understand like did you like look at I mean you explained you went into like dating intentionally and also about learning yourself but sometimes I feel like there's like this game sometimes of like dating like oh like you have to take three days to text him back or um this is like the, the sprinkle sprinkle lady on tiktok <laughs> what is the sprinkle i'm like what's the sprinkle sprinkle lady i think oh, I oh sprinkle, sprinkle. Oh, chanel you love the sprinkle sprinkle lady i do I'm I'm sprinkle, sprinkle. Sprinkle. <laughs> but it's very very toxic information things i don't, that, think I don't know toxic. i think it's valuable to know but you don't always have to implement it okay yeah but as you're in a nicely secure relationship you don't need to find the sprinkle sprinkle lady avoid her <laughs> I'm about to stalk the sprinkle sprinkle lady full on. And she's very about like women getting the bag and like, you know, I wouldn't say using a man for what they have, but kind of like making sure you're getting what you need out of a relationship financially and you're kind of like taken care of. Yeah. Got but a very like have... fashion thinking about being a woman and yeah. Very feminine and but all I feel like these she things. She does have some good advice about like boundaries and kind of just like yeah. sure you know your worth and not giving away too much and you know just focusing on what you need out of a relationship. Okay. So she's a, she can be a bit toxic, but I don't know. Sometimes her TikToks are too good. They're too good. <laughs> I mean, I love that. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. So but. I kind of wanted to understand like what are your views kind of on like I mean you've been out of the dating environment for some time now but even when you were there like your views on like how dating was and compared to like how it is now kind of like this competition sometimes between men and women and the dating scene yeah okay hmm um (laughs) (laughs) my experience with dating which is very different. It's like the unpopular opinion is like, I, like I said before, loved dating. I think that something that my now boyfriend and I like actually have in common is that I think that he did too. And I think the reason why we both did is because Mm -hmm. it's really fun. So I think the thing that worked about us is like when we met, we were both down to like, have a good time and have fun and like treat the date as like a fun thing to do together. And then we were like, oh, this feels nice. Let's like do another like thing together. Like we were like, let's keep going. Like, this is great. And the game situation for me, and I feel really, which here's a little JD sprinkle sprinkle. Um, I think that boundary wise, like if you're not, if you're not feeling like, if you're feeling like another person has control over you, then then why do you want to live your entire life in this like gamey way? Like, I just think yeah. it, it's like, it's like, um, there's a lot of layers to this question because I think that, I think that one, there is value in a mm-hmm. little bit of like a hard to get feeling thing. Like there, there is value when you first meet someone in the feeling of like, they're not super, like there's just different parts of like people's advice that I think you can pull to like be yeah. around your own version of that. And I think it's person dependent. So it's a hard thing to like give advice to someone about mm-hmm. everything. Like, hey, wait a week before you text them. Because because if someone, 
Well, if someone doesn't feel secure unless they feel like mm-hmm. they're heard, like that's not going to work for them. And then it's not going to really keep going. So, I mean, I said to Jordan day one, I was like, or day two, actually, I was like, I, and I quote, I was like, if you want to wait a week, week to text me, or you could just like text me tomorrow and we could hang out again. Like I'm down to hang out again if you want to hang out again. And then it was just mm-hmm. us texting, let's hang out. Like it didn't become this thing because mm-hmm. I'm comfortable um, with him. And one of the first things I said to him was the thing I love about meeting you and like having time with you is that I don't feel like I'm in my head at all. And I think there's something really nice when you are with someone where you fully don't feel in your head you're just so that like you forget to be in your head um and if someone makes you feel like you're (laughs) constantly in your head then um just clock that like just just that whether it be via text or in person just being like I can't stop thinking about how to talk to this person like mm-hmm. why is that happening especially like right away um yeah. but if you're like wow this person like if you're if you're not in your head and you're just existing like that's the kind of person that you want to be with anyway it's not shouldn't be this like it should it, it's like it can be a little gamey at first in terms of like the flirtation there's a difference between flirting and like playing mm-hmm. a game with someone and I think yeah. like like let's read a book about like the power of flirtation versus like how to get a girl or how to get a guy <laughs> or how to get a human to text you back like it shouldn't be yeah. like we're not like fishing <laughs> not like like here's a piece of popcorn let's see if she like bites the <laughs> edge <laughs> like, I can reel her in um but yeah, I mean, people are really complex, so it's not an easy question to answer. I think New York mm-hmm. dating scene specifically, it's like the classic conversation that maybe you've had with other people, especially in February, about how um, everybody's accessible, everyone's easy to text, everyone's easy to go on social media and see what they're up to. Everyone's mm-hmm. really easy to like go on another, it's really easy to go on another date the next day. Like there's a lot of layers. Yeah. And I think the fundamental like, of it is when you go on a date and you're just enjoying yourself and they're enjoying themselves like be it's it's so cheesy but like go on a date be yourself see how you feel and then and then if they like you that because of how you are and who you are then like that's someone that is good for you <laughs> like that's a good yeah, to be around. That. <laughs> it's there, yeah yeah, I feel like you're you're talking a lot about just not putting a lot of pressure on the dates and going and having mm-hmm. fun. And I feel like so many times we go into a situation with these expectations or we feel like we have to be the perfect person. And I feel like as a result, putting all that pressure on it kind of takes away the fun. And then you're like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, especially in our time with social media, like a lot of people, in my opinion, are trying to be what they think they need to be or should be or mm-hmm. could be instead of just like being um yeah and the more you own who you are in this moment not trying to be like like so like I love talking about my past I love talking about my childhood I like almost went to school for psychology because I love like 
therapy and I'm go to therapy and, but, um, like my past is also like my sacred information that I'll share with you if I want to share with you. And Mm -hmm. I think like that being an exciting secret that you have to share with people, like that's a piece of you that you're giving to people. Um, and, and if someone, if you're on a date and someone's willing to give you a sacred piece of their like heart and soul in, in, in the first, however many minutes or hours that you've been with them, like, that's, that's a nice, that's, that's nice. Like that's beautiful. And, um, and then if you connect and then like, so you're taking a date second by second, you're not like trying perfect. Like, what are we even, what I, I say with like, so my boyfriend makes fun of me for saying this, but like with love and respect to all of humanity, like, why are we putting so much pressure on like meeting someone? Like they're just a person like going on a date too. And so like, if you're trying to be a perfect person, like then they should be too. And that's a lot of pressure for like both of you. Mm -hmm. I just, I think it should just be more fluid and like, you're like, I, I literally, I remember I would like go on a date and I'd be like, Hey, (laughs) you okay? (laughs) I, I very much treat like dates. Like I'm, I'm like, gonna see how this friendship works and then if it's yeah. romantic like that's cool wow. that is important for sure and then I mean you spoke brief we spoke quite a bit about it but like even your first impressions of Jordan um like what was that like the, like you had the first meeting and everything but when was it the point where it's like okay like I really enjoy this person's company like you're, probably your first impression of him and his first impression of you I remember pretty like um I right before I before we met um so I hadn't eaten fish I I've never had meat in my life um and I'm like never had dairy really unless it's like put in something and I'll try it and um I had eaten fish my entire life up until the point Mm -hmm. in which my mom and stepdad started a seafood company, a plant-based seafood company. So we stopped fish for three years. So I wasn't eating fish at the time. And Jordan was like, uh, we were messaging. And before we actually met in person, he, we connected the dots on the fill friendship that was subletting my apartment that was like a wild so that was an immediate like oh my gosh this is so funny yeah so it felt very comfortable um big banter girl I think like if your texts are like back and forth easy (laughs) conversation like that that's like a quote-unquote green flag of something to Mm -hmm. be like oh my gosh it's so easy to text this person before we even met like this is great thank goodness you know and (laughs) that way when they meet you like they're still meeting that person that's been texting them unless you've had a friend like mm-hmm. texting for you, which like, I don't know, but um, it's something you're like, you're showing up as that person that's been texting them. Like, that's great. So then you, sh- so we were texting. It was great. So before we met in person, I was like, so excited. And then mm-hmm. he said, um, I want to eat sushi. And not because I like let go of my boundaries, but I was like, you know what? Like I haven't had fish in three years. And yeah. I, I'd spent my whole life like eating fish. Like I'm down to like try it spontaneity, which I don't recommend people just like all of a sudden become spontaneous if that's something that <laughs> scares them, but something that works for me. Um, so I was like, yeah, no, I'm down. So he came over to my apartment 
and we just ate sushi like on my floor he like fed me sushi and um and I and I cried while eating the sushi because I hadn't had it in so long I was just like fully in tears like I feel so because I I genuinely felt like so uncomfortable but I was so down to like push through (laughs) that is such Um, an intense date I know it's so fun um like I was just like oh my gosh um like this is wild but we just had a fun time and before we met there was something like in my gut and I'm still trying to figure out like what it means to listen to your gut. Like I think it's really sometimes it's a little like like how do you listen to it? But um yeah. when I can listen to it, it feels like big. And so I was just like, wow, I feel I feel all like jittery meet like about to meet him. And I was just and then we met and we had we didn't another like big conversation to have, but like yeah you look in the eyes of the first date like are you so in my like are you supposed to be like this is the one like a lot of my friends often put pressure on themselves to be like I didn't feel like that big feeling when I saw Mm -hmm. or when we kissed um and I think there's value in that in my experience I don't think that it's everything I think that there's Mm -hmm. cool ways of that happening but because of time, like yeah. you have a coworker that you see every week for three years. And then all of a sudden you're put in a certain s- circumstance where like, yes, you've seen that coworker for three years straight, but there was something that mm. happened where like all of a sudden you had a big feeling. Like, I think those things are possible, which then just makes me think that doesn't feel like a valuable piece of advice. Like that person. Mm walk in and you're gonna but when I met Jordan there was definitely a feeling to be super transparent of like wow like I there's like something like I really like this person um, just from feeling comfortable immediately in like his presence um so I think there's value in energy exchanges whether or not Mm -hmm. that other person will admit to it like Jordan I say the word energy and Jordan's like watching a video about science and like doesn't really want to talk crystals with me but I'm like that's fine um so I'm like I have other people to support that part of myself like I don't need I don't need yeah I don't need no man um but yeah I think I I, yeah like having fun with someone um and um what the minute that I to answer your question the minute that I like really felt like I was hanging out with my best friend I was like yeah I was like this is this this all the advice that the people I love the most who care about me and want Mm. have my best interest at heart and like a really I really trust their advice like my grandma like all of that clicking not like oh I think I get it like it clicked I was like yeah okay I get I get it like you know the 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 probably cheesier cliche advice that your parent or guardian gives you like Mm -hmm. growing up where they're like you know, you need to, or you should feel like secure and heard and communication, all those things, like experiencing it, that clicking moment where you're like, I am experiencing this. I'm not like pretending that I'm experiencing this. I'm like experiencing this. Um, It's your life. Like it's my life. Like 
my life, if I'm enjoying my life mm. and now this person is in my life and I'm still enjoying my life, like it's working. Something's yeah. working. Something's good. Um, I don't know if that answered your question, but no, it did. It was perfect. It was perfect. Oh my gosh. I feel like such good advice. I honestly feel like Chanel. Now we have to like find someone who's like the other person. Like, I feel like we need, we need you need your Chanel. You need your Emily. You always say this, but I feel like hearing you, like all of the things you've been saying, I feel like it validates it a lot. And it's so funny, even this idea of being comfortable with the person you're with, because I have so Mm -hmm. many friends that will be in these relationships and I feel like they just make their lives harder. And I'm like, that's not the purpose of being in a relationship. Like you really are supposed to find someone that you can go through life together and kind of handle those challenges. Totally, totally. And like not to, again, like my my own jade version of the advice is like my mom always teaching me treat others the way you want to be treated. Like Mm. in romantic settings, I think it's really a a really cool tool um, to like, ask yourself like this is how I would treat myself and how I want to be treated how and this is how I'm going to treat others so like for example if Jordan has like a big thing to do the night of something I really want him to go to um mm-hmm. we feel comfortable and clear with each other that like 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 as as important as things are to me if they're really important I know that he will hear that and he'll make mm-hmm. it happen but I, it's also important for me to recognize mm-hmm. that like work is important to him. And I think like he need and it's just an even exchange of like respecting how you feel, but also like they're, they're their own person too. Like, like giving them the space to have a life separate from you as like people's mm-hmm. advice always is like two individuals meeting and connecting. Like that's so real. Like you really are two people that are having a life together, but it's still Mm -hmm. your life and it's still their life. And like respecting that for yourself and for the other person, I think is really, and then also like people are wired in different ways. And to like what you were saying, Chanel, of just the first question being um, surrounding the languages, the love languages Mm -hmm. and how long it took me and him and, um, it takes time to really get to know someone and to like adapt and adjust and talk and communicate and process and then communicate. And it's like a long lifetime of stuff. So if that is a lifetime of learning, like who do you want to do that with? Like, how are they responding right away? How are they engaging with you? Like, will they have enough, um, like, will they be able to say the word on like words? I'm sorry. And like, can you say you're sorry to them? And if you can't, like, why don't you want to like, just kind of, you know, it's like a never ending thing. And, um, and it shouldn't be so hard and it should be fun. Like it should be fun to be in a relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. And also, I mean, one of the, the things that I guess we know um, is that Jordan, he plays a saxophone in, in a band. <laughs> and I think they were on tour with like the Jonas Brothers. Like, they were. Little baby. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all both have this like, this love um, for like music and creativity. 
but you also mentioned like maybe you'll be interested in crystals and he'll want to be like playing in his uh his game or something so like sometimes it could be like a, a difference in like your interest as well like there's some things that you're both interested in and um maybe have different interest in um so what is your take on like being compatible with a person and like um chemistry like if there's one that's more important or something that you have to both work on when it comes to compatibility and chemistry yeah um so hot take I don't think that like full-blown opposites attract mm -hmm. I don't think that um I think that like opposites can hang and opposites <laughs> can like <laughs> have a like a respectful conversation yeah. um I think opposites can be like fun to have a drink with but I don't think like opposites attract in a way that mm -hmm. makes your life like easy for the rest of your life like I've listened to enough stories about like such difference that mm -hmm. again um another piece of advice that like my family has given me my grandma my mom like is um one you sign up for what you get yeah. or you get what you sign up for you get what you sign up for so like if you go on a date with someone who is the opposite of you in a specific way, like that's what you're signing up for. If you're in a relationship with them, you're not, mm -hmm. don't, don't spend your entire life trying to change them because everything else matters. Like yeah. if, you, if that is enough for you to be like in your head or it's enough for you to be like, okay, like mm -hmm. the real thing. Um, for example, not a great example, but the guy with all due respect, I dated a guy before Jordan who was like a huge sports fanatic. And I like, I don't do sport. I just don't like care enough about sports. I like, yeah. you're fine. I went to an Islanders game last week. I had the best time. I'm like so down. Um, but I don't know that being with a guy who's like watching sports all of the time because they love mm -hmm. it. I actually think that they deserve a girl who loves it just as much as they do or a guy that loves it just as much as they do. Like, please find someone who can share that passion with you because I won't be able to give that to you. And I think it's important to recognize that like, I'm not going to be able to give that to you. And mm -hmm. eventually you're going to be like wanting to do that all the time. And I'm going to get frustrated and we're going to clash. And like, you mm -hmm. know, like, those things matter. So I think compatibility like really matters because if Jordan being a, playing the saxophone, like I studied musical theater in school, we can sit at the piano and sing together for like three hours. I wake up and I'm like, I want some coffee. And then like, we're all of a sudden spending an hour writing a song about coffee together. Just oh, I love like, that. <laughs> well, you know, like, like I, I can't, I don't know if I could be with someone who like says like, can you stop singing every single thing? Like, about the day if they said that to me I'd be like I'm gonna lose myself like in this relationship I like need to sing everything so like you need I think that's someone who like enables those parts of you are like mm -hmm. like like if you want to talk for an hour about the science behind something like someone who isn't gonna shut that down someone yeah. who's like maybe they're maybe they don't know as much as you do I don't know a lot about like x y and z that Jordan knows but Jordan's like, Jordan really is, he, I care about my work too, but Jordan like really cares about his work in a way that is very, um, 
like not nine to five. My life is not nine to five. I spent my entire life sitting next to my mom, who's an entrepreneur and she's on her computer at one in the morning. Like I'm used to that. So I think there is mm. such importance in compatibility because if, if you need structure and you're dating yeah. someone that has a nine to five, like that will be easy for you to settle into. If someone yeah. doesn't have a nine to five or you don't, and that person that you're dating doesn't get it, it's mm -hmm. going to be hard for you two to like really interact and communicate because eventually there's going to be resistance and like uh, frustration and like built up um, resentment. Like there's things that compatibility, compatibility matters. And then chemistry, like I said before, it's like, it's hard to say, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I think, I think there, that absolutely chemistry matters. It's not like the end all be all. There's a lot of mm. compatibility that I think like can trump, um, chemistry in certain moments, but, um, okay. did I do that? I think so. No. I haven't even touched my computer. That was crazy. I was like, <laughs> was like that absolutely correct. Is that the Valentine's Day God being like, like I don't know I I'm like, I I haven't even I'm like I hope I'm making sense and then they were like you are don't worry that was um, a sign from the universe you were on the right path <laughs> oh my god that's so funny um well whoever did that up there or you or, or Chanel's like don't tell her um <laughs> no <laughs> no that blew my mind I was like oh my gosh wow I know um or I was like, chemistry's like pretty good. And they're like, no, it's really, it matters. Um, but yeah, no, I think, you know, I think the chemistry thing comes from like, like, a, like a knowingness of like, yeah. okay, there's like, an there's a flirtation. There's like a back and forth. I'm not like, I'm being challenged. I'm being yeah, uncomfortable. The challenged. Yeah. There's like a, there's a, there's a thing that's happening in you. It's like a cool yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But in terms of compatibility, I mean, you and Jordan, you're both in that entertainment space. You said you have very flexible schedules. So how do you kind of maintain boundaries and still be your own person in that relationship when sometimes mm -hmm. those things can overlap? Mm -hmm. Like spe specifically with like work or just generally and boundaries? Both work otherwise. Yeah. Um, not to like, uh, what is the saying? Like beating a horse in the head over the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, how does, that, how does that old saying go? Um, but I think that um, it's important to be wired mm. uh, similarly, or at the very least, understanding someone's wiring. Like my mom will use that word a lot. Like people are wired differently. Like people are thinking differently based on like their experience or how they just are as a person. So I think like um, when you start to get to know someone, like for example, if Jordan has, um, if Jordan has work until like late at night because they're working on something, uh, I treat him the way I would want to be treated. So if, I, mm -hmm. if I'm really passionate about something and I really need to spend however long to do it, um, like it would be important for me for him to like be comfortable with the fact that I'm working on this thing. Um, yeah. And I know that in 
having gotten to know Jordan and like intimately like living together and he's very considerate and thoughtful mm-hmm. and that matters more to me than the fact that he has to work until 1 a.m sometimes mm-hmm. because his consideration of me will look like this hey like do you want me to work in the living room so we can like be in the same room together or like like mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I'm working this late but like tomorrow I'm not going to be working this late so we can go to that dinner like there's such consideration for my feelings knowing that he has to do something that I don't feel like it's a jab at like him not wanting to spend time with me or and yeah. if I feel that way I will always ask myself before I blame ask talk mm-hmm. to him, even talk to him about it I'll ask myself like why am I really feeling this way maybe let me like wait until therapy on Monday so I can talk about like maybe why I feel insecure and like is there something that I'm not doing in my own life that like him doing something else is making me feel like I'm not doing enough? Like, I think there's a lot of complexity to like, so the whole being your own individual, like when, when I'm setting a boundary, I know, I know why I'm setting the boundary for myself, like why Mm -hmm. I need that. Otherwise it's just kind of like talking to talk or like saying things that won't won't be sustainable because you didn't feel it's like asking for something that you don't know what you want. Like yeah. if I set a boundary and I'm, I'm setting it because I actually am the one feeling insecure. Um, then that boundary won't be sustainable because like, I won't even know what I asked for. I'm just asking for it because from an emotional place versus mm-hmm. really understanding myself place. And, um, and so like, like, letting someone be uh letting someone be letting yourself be Mm. uh, and then and then it's like an ebb and flow because you've gotten to know them and they've gotten to know you and it's not like this hard like we're trying to like fit a a round peg in a square hole feeling you're just like you're just like talking and you feel something and then and then he'll say to me he'll be like hey like you seemed a little bit weird last night and I was like yeah I think I was feeling a little passive but that's like something I have to think about it's not it has nothing to do with you or like yeah I was a little upset that you were working last night but like ultimately it's not a big deal because I know you're not working next week it's like you can just feel safe to like express yourself in real time versus it be like um you're on the same team yeah that's setting boundaries. You're setting boundaries together. You're not setting yeah. boundaries because you need like space from them. You're setting boundaries because you need them to know you more, get to know you more. Yeah. I always hear that it's never like in a relationship, it's never like you against the person, but it's always you and the person against the problem. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Well, I wanted to also ask because I feel like we got a, a lot of really good gems from grandma and mommy <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and yeah. mom, like they had really good gems. And he also brought up like even your relationship with your brother. And I feel, I mean, just from our conversation here, I feel like you learned a lot about relationships through your family mm. and even just opening up about like um the love languages and the attachment styles. Like, at least for me, I feel like, of course, we're impacted by the relationships we have by our family members. But at least for me, I feel like I never was able to really talk about or 
have conversations with like even my mom, my grandmother about what kind of relationships I want to have, either if it's with friends or with uh, or romantically. Um, not to make this into a therapy session. No, for you, you know I'm always like down. <laughs> yeah, but from, from you, from this conversation we had, I feel like you were able to kind of get a sense of what kind of relationships you wanted from maybe conversations with your family members. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that question. Um, so my parents got divorced when I was younger. So I definitely mm-hmm. think that there's a lot of me that um, romanticized uh, stability and consistency. Yeah. And But I didn't, I experienced it in different ways. Like my grandparents surrounded me growing up. So I feel really mm-hmm. grateful that like I had representations, like something that my therapist would say is like, Oh, like with the instability, like you found, you looked for and observed your own, your own versions of stability. And so I had, I had to use your terminology. Like I had these yeah. little gems throughout my life that I yeah. had as like, um, like just, yeah, representations of what I eventually wanted to get mm. out of the relationship. Um, and even having a relationship with my grandparents, like yeah. the way that they listen to me, the way that they care about me, like, yeah, I want a boyfriend who listens to me like my grandma, like, let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and then also to have someone who like respects my grandma. Like I, so yeah, yeah my brother, my brother and I growing up were really close. My brother's gay and mm. he, what came out really young um so that was also an experience I had where like both myself and my mom like uh were very I mean I went to a sleepaway camp that was like a performing arts sleepaway camp that everybody felt very comfortable to be who they were that was like a very sacred cool um like uh unique environment for young people to be in at an early age they're like a discovery of what relationships looked like and my brother was like nine years old when he like came out to us and was able to say that he was gay so it, you, he, yeah. you know, we we all I think and then my mom dated a lot when I was growing up she had a yeah. long boyfriend and then she was dating so um I was able to see so many different like pathways for relationships and like have my own understanding of it yeah and um, I was lucky to have had very open conversation about relationships growing up, whether it be my mom being like open about a date that she had or meeting my dad's uh, second wife, like while I was with him um, and how, and him like being like, oh, I have, like, I like her, like just watching yeah. that or my brother coming out and like that being totally like, yeah great like who do you have a crush on like what boy do you have a crush on I just think it was just so fluid and so I always wanted what I didn't have which was Mm -hmm. like security stability consistency and like uh longevity um but I also wanted what I did have which was just like and Jordan appreciates that about me he's I'm very like like I'm feeling this way I'm not afraid to be like this isn't working. I'm not afraid. And and that was something I carried into dating often. Like if something wasn't working, not in a way that um, like what you asked Anne Marie about boundary setting, like it, 
it wasn't an emotional boundary. I would just be yeah. very transparent in a very loving way. Like I always mm -hmm. share and deliver messages with a lot of love. But I think that if you can't be honest enough, like um, it, it makes it challenging to uh, trust mm -hmm. that. And yeah, I think uh, your childhood is really influential on also why you do certain things in relationships. Like, what is that attachment style? Why are mm -hmm. you? And I think that the more you can understand, like, the complexity within yourself, mm -hmm. um, the more you can show up for another person mm -hmm. um, confidently. Because, like, it's really important to be, and I say this to Jordan, like, it's really important to be honest with your partner and really important to be honest with the people around you. But like, maybe while you were growing, to speak for myself, while I was growing up, like there were certain things about me that like, like that I'm still learning about. And I think it's, as I said before, when you're dating and you're sharing sacred pieces of yourself, like mm -hmm. that, that's an, that's an ever evolving journey. Even when you're in a three year long relationship, like sometimes, sometimes I, I say to Jordan, I'm like, I don't want to talk about it right now because mm -hmm. like, I need like to be with my, this is my thing that I'm dealing with right now. And it's not because I don't want to be honest. It's just because like, I don't really, I don't really need someone right now. And like, but I, I will let Jordan be there for me in so many ways, but I mm. think like, it's okay to be like, this is my yeah. like privacy right now. Like this is my, this is, this is my moment with myself today. Yeah. Like, so. It's so beautiful, I think, to see you kind of develop that relationship, not only with somebody else, but with yourself. And you talked about mm -hmm. how you've been trying to just trust your gut more. And I feel like that's so important in a relationship. And so I'm wondering, like, what what are you doing to build that trust in your gut? How do you know? How do you know what is the right thing to do? Yeah. Um, I, I think that, like, it's easier to it's easier to know what to do based on experience mm. the like classic like like you won't know till you're older like you don't get it you're just I think that there is so much value in just like so getting older like all like yeah. just experience more and you're like Oh yeah, last time I did that, like that didn't go well. It so well. <laughs> I think also when you're young, like things seem so serious sometimes because I haven't lived enough life to be like, okay, yeah. I can pass this. So I feel like now I can look back and be like, oh, I remember that time I had this bad situation and I, I figured out how to like get through it. But like at the time it was like I didn't know anything else. So it was just kind of like it's never gonna end. Totally. No, you're just like you're just like throwing darts at the wall and you're like hopefully one will get a bullseye and then I don't know but like um not the best metaphor uh gonna work <laughs> on my Sunday morning metaphors but um I liked it <laughs> um yeah I mean it's kind of also like similar to dating like you go on a couple dates and then you're like oh I'm not gonna like do it this way but then suddenly someone has you say something and you were like 
oh, I wasn't going to do that, but now I am. And you seem okay with it. So this is going well, like real real time learning, real time learning. Um, so trusting my gut looks like being honest with myself in the moment and like asking myself, like, how will this impact me? Like it's, I think for me, like my biggest challenge with trusting my gut is like trusting gut versus impulsive behavior. Mm. So, um, I try it's, I, what I've learned about myself is like, I do have impulsive tendencies. Like I can be very impulsive because of my spontaneity. And like, I'm a little like hard to focus, um, ADD kind of ways in which I think about things as I answer your questions. And I'm like, A, Z, X, B, W, like, I love it. (laughs) Um, and I, and I, I've learned like, like, Oh, I just went on a tangent. Like, how do I, and, and how I do that is I'll like repeat the question so out loud or to myself so that I can actually answer the question. Like you learn different methods to your own madness. Mm-hmm. So I think trusting my gut is, um, is like, for me, like slowing down, mm-hmm. sometimes taking a deep breath. Sometimes I forget. It just depends on, and then I'm like, okay, like, even even something as simple as my gut being like actually take a breath right now like I think there's just something so special about like like trusting your gut being such an unknown thing like you don't really know if like like I just trusted my gut and I'm like oh my god like what if I I don't know like I have the same yeah I have the same fear so that's why it's like it's so important to build that trust in yourself but yeah it's hard it's hard, but I think a key to what you just said is like, you're building that trust with yourself, mm-hmm. you're building that trust with yourself. It ta- How long did it take to build the Eiffel Tower? Like, I don't know. Ooh. That seems hard. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you're built, like building is hard. So I think it's like building the trust. Like, I feel like building the trust within your gut is like building something taller than the Eiffel Tower. Like we're building something that's so ever evolving. And like, sometimes like the tower might knock down and you forget like how to trust your gut. But like, for example, when you trusting your gut can look like, um, oh, wow. Like the seven years I spent in my last relationship of being defensive, Mm -hmm. like my gut says that like, that wasn't an effective way to, to share how I was feeling like and that could be your gut being like don't do that anymore Mm -hmm. so you can still defend yourself but what does it look like to not be as defensive in a relationship and like that doesn't mean you're not being authentic that just means you're a better version of yourself you learned from experience and now your gut's like don't do that again (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then your gut says, oh, this person like is really receiving you. It doesn't matter how you're acting because you're, you're more inclined to apologize. There's more inclined, you're more comfortable. Like mm-hmm. trusting your gut is just like, and for my gut, when my gut shares information with me, it feels intimate. Like it feels like sometimes, sometimes like 
like being honest is really important, but sometimes my gut will be like, keep this to yourself right now. I'm not lying about anything, but my gut's like, this is like, this is for you or share. This is something important Mm -hmm. right now. Like you should share. And then I'll, and then my brain will be like, okay, I, I should share this. I'm thinking about it. Maybe that came from my gut. Now that I'm thinking about it enough, maybe my guts like think about it. So my brain's responsibility is how do I share this effectively Mm -hmm. where the person can actually receive what I'm saying. Um, and like we can get through this together. Like there's, there's, there's method to the madness. It's all happening. Yeah. And it's all a machine. Like your gut tells you something that your heart feels and now your mind needs to deal with how to take action. Like, yeah. It's crazy how it's all connected. It's a lot of work. God, it's exhausting. I need a nap. Just kidding. (laughs) Never taken a nap before. (laughs) Okay. So two things before we let you go and say the rest of your, uh, your hotspot. Yes, please. Uh, first, I want us to know more about your non-for-profit, uh, Entertainment for Change. Yes. Um. So my non-profit is a non-profit I've been working on for about six or seven years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out of college. My relationship with my non-profit, we've like, oh my gosh, the amount of fighting breakups we've gone through. Um, <laughs> but uh, my my nonprofit is one of the loves of my life. And, um, that is because, uh, I mean, oh my gosh, like I could go on a whole tangent about being in a relationship with your work. Like I, (laughs) I always compare work to romantic relationships all the time. Um, like, like don't marry your job, just like date them right now. Um, but to answer your question, um, my nonprofit is a curriculum now. Uh, there's a lot of like different, versions of my nonprofit, but my nonprofit Mm -hmm. now is an education, uh, educational curriculum that empowers preteens and teens to use their Mm -hmm. art for activism, specifically aligned to one or more of the United Nations Sustainable Mm -hmm. Development Goals. Um, During COVID, I built a like framework for a curriculum. And for the past two, three years, we've been developing a way in which we can bring this curriculum to schools and for at-home learning. So we're like creating scripts right now and a workbook and different ways to teach young people how to be an impact artist, which is a term Mm -hmm. that I trademarked during COVID. Um, And the long-term vision is to have young people self-identify as an impact artist as a tool for empowerment. Oh, I love that. I think that's so relevant to today. Like first, but the world is burning. (laughs) um but also like you know, like it. let's get to the point here <laughs> yeah but you also <laughs> see like a lot Forget of people dating who cares <laughs> yeah but yeah you see a lot of people who, in entertainment who are taking stands and speaking about things that they're really passionate about and especially in the world of influencers you see that their voice is is caring and making a change so I think what you're doing is super impactful Thank you. Appreciate that a lot. And I actually mm-hmm. want to ask you about the sustainable development goals. Do you have a favorite or one that you're <laughs> incredibly passionate about? So Chanel and I, we actually met when we were in college. Um, okay. We were part of a club called Isaac. So we were doing work related to the SDGs as well. So 
you know, we love a good SDG. What's your favorite, both of you? I like uh, I like gender equality and quality education. That's the one I, I did the most work on. Just I think it's so important to like speak to other people, share your culture and the things that make you who you are. And I think having those intimate conversations with other people are really impactful. Totally. Yeah. I would say quality education always number was number one in my heart. Um, but now I work for an organization that also kind of works towards making better lives for people. So I think number 17, which is like companies and organizations coming together to actually make a change. So yeah, yeah. I love, yeah, quality education is super important to me. I never realized how important it was to me um, before like my nonprofit went in that direction. But mm-hmm. um, I just like in reflecting and what the next steps of the nonprofit looked like, I was like, I don't think my education was that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's called Waiting for Superman. There's like a documentary about the education system. Um, yeah. Like shown, it shined a lot of light on just my uh, like the testing and like how that mm-hmm. uh, translates to how you learn effectively. And it just, I was in a school system that was so heavily tested and a lot of pressures and I, I'm a slow learner. So it was like, not, not a conducive learning environment for me. Um, mm-hmm. So I agree more and then good health and well being. I like really feel passionate about talking about health in this way that like, is very fluid and very free and very um, unapologetic, like not apologizing for feeling the way you're feeling both mentally and mm-hmm. physically, just being like, this is something that I need to own. Because the minute that you can own it unapologetically, I think more people are well-equipped to either help you or listen yeah. versus not try to fix it. Just like you could start to get to the bottom of things. Um faster versus like spending a week deciding whether or not you're even going to say it in the first place yeah that's so important I mean like you said there's just not enough good education around the things I think we actually need to know to be functioning Mm -hmm. human beings so I'm so excited that you have this nonprofit and you're really pushing this out there thank you I appreciate it yeah yeah and then the last part oh Emery do you want to say something no I was gonna do the last part I was gonna steal it from you but you You can do it you can do it Okay, so we like to end every episode with an exercise that Chanel has taken from ChatGPT. Wow. We asked ChatGPT how we should end episodes. Well, you don't want me to explain it. I knew you were going to say that. You don't need that. You don't need to bring <laughs> Chad into this, okay? But okay, I bye. For some reason, I wanted Jade to know. I wanted her to know about it. No, I fully, I, I feel like. I, I felt she would appreciate. I do appreciate it. No, I really appreciate it. ChatGPT is fun i love being in a relationship with chachi pt but he, he's my boyfriend <laughs> no oh my gosh chachi pt is he's a little my boyfriend he is really hustling i share him with you though dude i just share him with you <laughs> going around and like trying to impress everyone and everything it's like it's valentine's he's got to find his valentine you know we're coming up on that time true true you know what fine okay. <laughs> All right, well, the girls of Sweet 15 and also ChatGPT would like you to tell the listeners the first thing that comes to your mind and the last thing you want to leave everybody with. So just a big takeaway. Oh my gosh, the first thing that came to my mind was jump rope, but that has nothing to do with the takeaway. (laughs) That is totally okay, though. If you want to speak about jump rope, popcorn, and seaweed, it can be anything you want. 
Okay. <laughs> I did right. an exercise yesterday with a friend um, and, and Jordan, my boyfriend, um, where like you, you say something random and you give a TED talk about it for two minutes. But <laughs> what I would say about jump ropes, which I have no idea why that came into my brain, but I can make every date is the jump rope coming around and all, all you have to do is jump. That's all you have to do. And then something else will come around and all you have to do is jump. And that's same with same exact thing with a relationship too. Like once you're in a relationship with someone, all you have to do is jump. And then the minute that you fall, then you just have to like start again. You just have to now take a second, be like, what do I need to communicate here? Or what do I, why is this not working? Why Mm -hmm. am I falling? Is the jump rope knotted? And then, and then you just keep going. And then all you have to do is jump. Um, that was crazy. Um, I loved it though. It it made sense. It made sense. At least I can end on like maybe an okay metaphor. (laughs) I think that was so beautiful. I kind of wanted to cry a little bit because especially like the jumping bit. I feel like for me, that's so hard sometimes just taking that first leap because you don't want to get hurt. And I feel like you just want to put yourself out there. So it's so true. Relationships. So every time you go on a date, just be like, all I have to do is like a little jump. It's not even a big jump. And also the rhythm and the timing of jumping rope is so important. And it's the same with romance relationships, the timing and the rhythm. Yeah. Timing and the rhythm, timing and the rhythm. Um, and then what I want people to take away is, is maybe that like, like don't put it, don't put pressure on yourself to do anything more than like that little jump start start with a little jump and then and then start adding tricks and crazy stuff to your jump yeah yeah do some double dutch do a backflip like but but you can't do those things until you do that little jump do the little jump Jade, honestly honestly (laughs) so many gems so many gems dropped in this uh recording so thank you so much so good i feel like i can't wait to step away and i'm gonna make my list i'm gonna make a list right after this episode i'm so excited make your list truly i'm not i mean make your list and put it in your drawer okay and trust your list trust your list that's your gut making your list don't make a list based on what you think should be on it make a list on like what your gut tells you to put on the list I love it wow Aww. and then we'll have an episode next next year and I want to hear like which parts of your list like oh, I'm so excited found. for that <laughs> so signing out this has been Chanel this has been Anne-Marie Guidos and this has been Jade Zaroff and this has been Sweet 15 thanks for having me the recording has stopped